Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Tagenda, your weekly plus recap of the pop culture shit you need to know so that you're not boring. My name is Tatenda and I'm your host, so let's hop to it. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Tagenda. I am Tatenda Musapachiki, your lovely host, and I gotta be honest, we have so much to talk about this week. I don't really understand some of the notes that I took, something about Gary in a trial. I'm trying to figure out what Gary, what trial. The internet is not being helpful at all. But I'm not that pressed because so much happened this week. And I'm gonna stop rambling and we're going to get to it real quick, but fast plug, if you would like to support the pod, we have the two levels of support, $3 and $6. $6 means you're a bestie and you get special content on the Patreon. If you'd like us to support us, links are in the show notes. You can also go to thetagenda.com or you can go to our Instagram page, at thetagenda, and, you know, give a little love, share the content, let your friends know it exists, or put in your credit card to Patreon and support this pod. We love you. Regardless, you don't have to support us at all if you don't want to, but I'm going to continue to ask you to because I don't want to be a broke bish over this podcast. So let's go. Let's get to the madness. So much to talk about. The sads. This isn't really a sad. It's more of a disturbia, but it's sad in the fact that society still supports Chris Brown. I will say this with my whole chest, and I have maintained since we found out that he beat the shit out of Rihanna some 10, 12 years ago. Chris Brown is a fucking abuser and a menace. He's a terrible person. We should not be listening to his music. There are lists and lists and lists of his very violent behavior when angered that exists on the internet. This man is bad. He will beat you. He's a problem. So, with that very clear intro, over the weekend, Usher threw Chris Brown a party. Chris Brown at this party allegedly was talking shit to Tiana Taylor, and Usher intervened before it got violent. And security had to break them up, and then outside, Chris Brown's team jumped Usher. (laughs) Again, Usher threw him the fucking birthday party. And then because Usher chose to defend a woman that Chris Brown was angry with, Chris Brown decided to beat Usher. Usher. Again, Usher. The man's deranged. So then, in order to make everything seem nice, um, Usher posted a video. He's like, there's not a scratch on me. Bish, there's makeup. I don't believe you. And then they were all smiles and friendly at Usher's... um, Lovers and Friends Festival, which was a couple of days later. I, again, for the life of me, cannot understand why people protect this joker, all right? He is an abuser. He is a terrible person. And he is violent. And if any of those breezy stands want to come for me on the internet, I don't care. Y'all are whack. And that's on that. Quick update, Brian McKnight is doing face-to-camera videos claiming that he does not disregard his black children and he loves them all equally. His actual kids from the first wife disagree. You know he did it. He does not like them kids. Time for the goss. 
All right. So this isn't really goss, but I think the top of the goss needs to be breaking down what is happening with the writer's strike because it is going to impact our entertainment for a long time. So background to all of this. If you don't know what a union is, I'm going to need you to Google it because I'm not taking the time to explain what a union is. But the different people who help create content that we view on streaming networks, television, live entertainment, etc., Many of them are part of different unions. Actors have their own union. Writers have their own union. More and more production people. So I think cameramen, grips, whatever the fuck else they do, they all should have their own union. They don't. That's a whole other thing to get into. But the writers union is striking because it has gotten to a point in the industry where writers are becoming poorer and poorer and poorer and not making a living wage despite writing on successful ventures, especially with streaming, because of all the changes that streaming has brought to the industry. So networks and streaming um, giants have produced a set of circumstances where writers are not getting comparable residuals to what they would on normal television. They're getting cents upon cents, literal pennies, for writing on successful streaming shows because they have been cut out of the financial equation. And they want to ensure that they protect their jobs by not allowing studios to use AI to replace writers. I think these are both fair. There are also like other details about the difference between a writer's room and a mini room, etc. But literally, writers are asking for 3% of the profits that these people make in total. 3%. Okay? And you may think to yourself, well, writers, they must be rolling in it. They're not. I have been reading a lot of instances where writers are talking about how they are getting residual checks for successful shows that have been on streaming that are 30 cents. 30 cents. That is crazy, especially if the show is considered a hit. Also keep in mind that when you see stories of a writer's like, oh, I sold a show for $100,000. Okay, $100,000. That's a good living. But you have to remember that they have to take out their taxes. They have to pay their agents. That's probably 10%. Maybe a business agent. That's another 10%. A lawyer, your publicist, your stylist or whatever. Well, maybe not a stylist for a writer. Your dues for your union, right? That $100,000 can get down to $30,000 real quick, which again, great, but you don't know when your next successful show will be. Your income is very very tenuous because you are not able to have as many opportunities for steady writing gigs because of how the the system works within streaming and networks for writers, right? So a writer could have two successful projects in a year. And if they're getting 30,000 for each, that's $60,000. And that's a good wage, right? But they're living probably in Los Angeles or New York and that's your rent bill for real, right? So we got to, we got to support our writers. We have to buckle up. And the last time there was a writer strikes, it was several, several weeks. It is one of the reasons that reality television actually had a boom because people needed more shit to watch. And so they were like, wait, what are these reality shows? That's new. Um, And started tuning in more because writers were not writing. And we got to we got to buckle up. I am always on the side of workers. I think people should be making more money, especially if they are not rolling in it, (laughs) if they are literally supporting these ridiculous heads of networks who are making hundreds of millions of dollars, literally, those people can give up three fucking percent of 20, 40, 50 million dollars a year to pay the fucking writers. 
Remember, the issue is not with us. We don't need to pay more to support it. The executives are making way too much fucking money. And so buckle up, buttercups. We got to support these writers. We got to we gotta be in it. We got a while. So anyway, that is my liberal propaganda for the writer's strike. It's my show. So I will tell you my perspective. Now that I spent a whole five minutes pontificating about the writer's strike, which I feel very strongly about, let's get into the goss. We're going to run through a lot of shit quickly. My favorite story of the week... Robert De Niro, our favorite 79-year-old grandfather, announced that he had a seventh child this week. A fresh baby at 79. Um, At first, we didn't know who the girlfriend was. And then we found out, as of yesterday, her name is Tiffany Chen. No one knows how old she is. But based on her work and age and the ages that she said she was when she did past work, she's probably around 45, 46. Good for her. How would you feel if you were Robert De Niro's oldest child at 51 years of age and he's like, hey, you have a new brother. Congratulations. I'd lose my mind. I'd lose my mind. So, yeah, congratulations, Robert De Niro. So excited for you. Lady Justice did a lot this week, but the thing that you need to know about Lady Justice this week is that Tory Lane's. Um, was denied a retrial for shooting the shit out of Meg. So he basically went and his argument was, I could be your son. Please don't send me to jail. I need a new trial. And the judge was like, nah, bish, no new trial for you. So he is going to be sentenced sometime soon. Can't wait. Real quick, Kim Zolciak, who was an OG member of the Real Housewives of Atlanta, was married to Croy Bierman, who was a football player on the Atlanta Falcons. They are getting a divorce. It seems messy. They've been married for a long time. They were one of those stories where I was like, these people are going to make it. Uh, Apparently not. They are in a lot of financial trouble. And it seems like Croy, though, filed for divorce from Kim. We'll find out how this all shakes out. I'm sure Kim will be selling this for some kind of Bravo money because it seems like she's broke. And this is sad, you know? I thought Kim and Croy were going to make it. But apparently not. <sighs> if you're a bestie, we'll talk more about the coronation. But for all of you just good friends of the Tagenda, here's what you need to know. It was boring as fuck. All right? It was boring. It was not a good time. It was boring. The other royal news that is important is that in court this week, the Daily Mirror admitted to Harry's face in court that they used illegal means to gather information on him that they printed. And then they said, but it's okay because his family members were feeding us stories too. They said this in court on the record that they know that it was illegal what they did. But it should be fine because other people were invading his privacy and it took him a little too long to complain about it. Wild. It's all very wild. The other thing that I am just feeling good about is that everything Harry said in that book was right. His family was feeding him to the press and they were using illegal tactics to get information on him. It's all just really gross. I don't want to hear shit from anybody about cancel culture being out of control. Okay, a lot of y'all, particularly America, just does not know how to cancel someone properly. With this in mind, I am here to tell you that apparently Adidas is going to sell Yeezys under the Yeezy brand yet again. 
Never mind the raging anti-Semitism from this man. Never mind the raging abuse. Adidas said, we just can't lose all that money. So we're going to give 15% of the proceeds to Jewish organizations. And that's going to make up for it. Fuck out of here. Cannot believe this. In the past, we have talked about Mindy Kaling. She has undergone a transformation. She looks very different. She has lost a lot of weight. And she is on the cover of People um, shilling for her new swimsuit line. And when asked how she lost all this weight, she just said it's been portion control and I jog 20 miles a week. Well, me too, sis. And it's not just that that helped you lose the weight, right? It is clear as day. Okay, I don't. I don't know what she is on. I am not her doctor, but Mindy Kaling has talked for decades about how she runs, how she works out, how losing weight has been very, very hard, how she likes to eat. And all of a sudden, those same habits all of a sudden started working. No, girl, you're on a GLP-1 agonist. You're on the Ozempic. You're on the semaglutide or the Manjaro or the Trisepatide or any other one of this classification of drugs that helps you lose weight. And you know what? I'm I'm pro Ozempi. I think if you want to take a drug to help you lose weight, you should do it because we got one life. And if you need to be happy about your body, I fully support you going to a doctor, talking to your doctor, and then doing whatever it is that you need to do to feel better about your body. I'm totally okay with it. What I'm not okay with is lying to people. And granted, she didn't lie. She just didn't only do those things. And I think that's where it's harmful because you're going to have people everywhere thinking, what is wrong with me? I can't lose the weight, blah, 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 blah. And it's not that simple, right? Losing weight is hard. And this country is fat phobic as shit, okay? So if you want to try and use a drug to lose weight, that's cool. But if you're an example to people, be honest. Tell the whole story, especially if you're going to use your new rock and bot to sell some shit. It drives me crazy, the lying. There's no need to lie. I don't think there's anything to be ashamed of. Just tell people you you take Ozempic. It's okay. It's okay. That is what the drug is for, Mindy. It is for people to help them lose weight. And before you're like, no, it's a diabetes drug. No, it is also indicated for weight loss under the brand name Wagovi. Y'all can fight me on this. But hopefully you don't. I'm just saying, Mindy... Stop lying to people. All right, let's talk about Scandaval. The last two weeks of television that I have watched, meaning the last two weeks episodes of Vanderpump Rules have been insane. Just the most diabolical, debased, duplicitous, disgusting, deranged behavior of a friend to another friend that I have ever witnessed. And the trailer dropped yesterday, so Thursday. And I have watched it 30 times at least. My jaw was on the floor. It, there are no words, truly. It is, uh, it's wild. It is wild. And I hope you all join me in watching this and commenting on it because I'm struggling to wrap my head around how... Tim Scumdeville and Rachel literally say, we're not pathological liars in the trailer. Bish, I've been watching you pathologically lie for the last six weeks on national television. They are deranged. So anyway, watch the trailer. (laughs) Please chat with me about it. 
I will talk about it ad nauseum all day. It, I am consumed. So there's that. Cool chow. I can. I don't think I've ever had this many goss segments. No, this many segments at all of this show ever. This week really was a lot, and I, I cut some stuff out. I cut a lot of the reality shit out that wasn't even Scandaval. Like I, yeah, most of it. So, whew, I'm gonna go. It's my birthday weekend, and I'm really excited about it. It's gonna be so much fun. So I'm literally about to go to Nordstrom Cafe and enjoy myself. And I will see you besties next week. I hope you have a lovely, lovely weekend. Please tell me all the dirt, all the goss, and please sign up for my Patreon as a birthday present. Thank you. XOXO. Bye.